Hey man, what's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 18th of December, 2011. How the fuck are you doing? How the fuck are you doing then? <laughs> I, uh, yesterday, um, Blake, uh, was a friend who has been telling me about for fucking ages who works at the hospital with him. Came around, I met her for the first time, and he was like, let's fuck with her and let's, um, you pretend to do a, a British accent. And you know what? I was quite, I was actually quite pleased with the British accent that I was able to do. Uh, I thought it was very believable. I thought, I think the main thing was if I just understate it a little bit. If I was just a bit, maybe not say too much. Maybe just sort of uh, talk, you know, answer a few questions. Don't, don't do too many sentences or else it's going to get pretty obvious, to be honest, that I'm not actually English. She asked me, get this, she fucking asked me, um, oh, so how would you meet Blake then? And I was like, oh, I was, just, I was uh, down here in uh, 2012, he was just, I was 21, he was 16. Weren't, weren't you, Blake? Weren't you, mate? He was fucking 16. And then uh, I was gone over in London, 2014, just 16, and back here for 2016. And um, when I said that, when I was like, oh, he was, he was just 16 when we met, Blake just started laughing because I, I think he was like, oh, Taco actually can do the voice. Um, and uh, and then she thought that because she she literally just met me. She'd never met me before, but I guess she'd heard about me. So she started laughing, thinking like, oh, that is very funny that Blake was 16. And then we started laughing harder because she was laughing, but not at the right thing. And that was it. We got about fucking a minute into the bit before Blake was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't not smile. But what a great bit. What, what a fun thing to do, lying to people who you care about and tricking them when they have no reason to believe otherwise. And then calling them stupid for believing the thing that when they didn't know. I always thought that was interesting. Like, um, you know, when people tell you a lie and then you believe them and then they go, ha, you're stupid. Yeah, as if you didn't know that I was lying. And I always thought that was weird because it's like, why would I know that you were lying? Why would I just, <laughs> what kind of paranoid people do you normally hang out with? Or like, what kind of paranoia are you trying to foster in me that you want me to be walking around the world? Just go like, what time is it? Five o'clock? Bullshit! Fucking bullshit! You're lying! Like, that's that would be the most, if, if I, it'd be a crazier person who would pick that you're lying, because that means they're like always on the lookout, like a fucking SAS secret services, like what's around the corner, who's there, is that a bird, or is that a gun, is that a sniper, in the trees, that's an insane person, if, if, if you lie to someone and they pick it, then you need to run, and if you lie to someone and they don't pick it, and they believe you, that's a trusting person, and maybe you need to spend more time with that person, rather than lying to people, <laughs> you psycho, who am I yelling at? I don't know. Anyone who's made fun of me in the past, I think. I used to do a bit. Um, years ago, I had a bit where um, I, would, it was like, I was like a year into comedy. Very conceptual. Very light on jokes, this bit. Um, where a friend of mine, I was wearing this admittedly awful jacket. It was like a, like a blonde-coloured, like, woolen, big fucking puffy jacket. Zip up there. I don't know. It was weird. And it also looked quite ratty. I think I found it at the pub that I was working in at the time, like in the, you know, in the fucking lost, lost whatever section. Um, and I was wearing it to a gig. 
and uh, a comic I know came up to me and was like, oh, nice jacket. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Like, I was excited. I, you know, I was still trying to find my feet in terms of, like, wearing clothes. But, you know, I was trying to look good. And so that meant a lot to me. And then he went, no, man, I was joking. And it really hurt me. And so I told, I would tell this whole story that I completely made up about how I was homeschooled and um, uh, my, um, th- this part's true. My dad was born on the 29th of February. So I was homeschooled, dad born on the 29th of February. So he has a birthday every four years. So the year I turned nine, he was eight. So I became older than him. And, uh, and then that made me feel like I was the, like, head of the household and also being homeschooled whatever and that was the year of the olympics it was the year 2000 if anyone wants to stalk me by the way and is like has a any sort of proficiency in maths you can absolutely find out the day of my dad's birth and probably my birth as well from this some sort of graph situation oh that's always the thing it's like what are people going to do with that information though like what who cares i don't know give it out fuck it my friend last night was like, I don't like to tell people how much money I've earned from doing like particular comedy things. And I'm like, why? Who cares? Anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. So I would tell this story that I made up about the year that there was the Olympics in, in Australia in 2000. And that was the year that I became older than my dad, like overtook my dad in age because he was a leap year guy. And, uh, and then we had something at my house for the Olympics with all the other homeschool kids. And uh, I accidentally like tripped with a torch and set the front yard on fire and, and it was awful and blah, 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 blah. And then I, I would get to the end of like this seven minute story and go, so that whole thing was a lie. And if you're wondering why I would lie to you, well, now you know how I felt when my friend said that thing about my jacket, right? <clears throat> what an insane bit, just born of the insecurity of like, why do people lie to me? <laughs> I remember I did it once and right at the end, some guy I'd pissed off earlier in my set and I went, you're probably wondering why I would lie to you. And I just hear this familiar voice from the back go, especially because it wasn't funny. <laughs> and it ruined the fucking whole bit. What I thought was building up tension, but what was actually just no jokes. You know, I probably just bombed for seven minutes. Some guy interrupted me before I could finish bombing. <laughs> And then I left. <laughs> oh my god, that was a classic bit, man. Um, yeah, I really thought I was doing something special there. Wasn't. Needed more jokes. Oh, <sighs> um, yeah. I don't understand the thing about money, though. I always, I'm like, I think I'm quite open with personal information from my life, and I guess maybe that's unwise. Maybe. I guess that shows a level of um, confidence in the fact that I probably will never achieve a level of fame that's going to make people knowing my personal details dangerous to me, you know? I just don't see what people are going to do with it. Like, okay, my dad's born on the uh, 29th of February, 1968. Like, what are you going to do with that? You know? There you go. You got it. Now what? Are you going to come to my house and steal my stuff? Sounds like you would have done that anyway, you crazy person. I almost said crazy boy then and then I was like no crazy people can be male or female everyone has the same capacity to rob and murder you can take anything away from this podcast today I want it to be that oh good tea I'm surprised I've been able to ramble for this long without talking about anything I really didn't feel good at the start of this podcast I I feel good 
I did a lot of breaths. Did I feel good? I did a lot of breaths. I was like, <laughs> did a lot of like, oh, have fun, slow down. Being. That's what I like to do before I go on stage. I breathe in and out and I go, have fun, slow down, be in the moment, have fun. Because having fun is the most important one. This is the most important one. You need to remember it twice. That's why I say it twice, because you need to remember. Because if you remember to have fun, but then you remember to slow down and be in the moment, maybe you forgot to have fun. Maybe you just need... So you just remind yourself again. You just remind yourself twice to have fun because it's twice as important, two times. Double as important to have fun, always. (laughs) I'm having fun right now. I just can't... I'm not having so much fun that I can admit it without doing a silly voice, but I am having some fun, but I should have double. Double fun two times. (laughs) Now I'm having fun. Two times, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What have I done this week? I'm going all in on the fucking football shit right now, man. December is the month of... I feel like every year, December is just like, fuck it. That's the, if, if, if like, you, you need to figure out something that rhymes with, with, like, December that means fuck it. And don't say don't remember December. That's boring. We've all thought of it. Get over yourself, all right? Um, who am I talking to? Myself, I reckon. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck it. December is just like, dude, I don't care, all right? There's not, I'm not doing corporate work as a comic. Um, I am not looking for it and it is definitely not looking for me and that's when most of the work is as a comic like around Christmas that's corporate shit right but if you're not doing corporate shit and like you're not at a high level where people want to go see you for a Christmas present (laughs) then it's just like there's no work there's not a lot of open mics and stuff the shit just kind of dries up so uh, there's nothing to do and I, I feel like it's time this December for me to just give myself a little fucking break, you know? I want to give myself a bit of a break. I want to not work so hard. So I'm going all in on football. There's the the fucking festive season game schedule for the English Premier League and with like um, the FA Cup. Well, the FA Cup starts in January, but like there's a lot of games. There's a lot of games around now. And uh, I'm going all in, man. I want to watch a fuck ton of them. Um, I went to the Imperial Hotel on what was it Thursday morning or Wednesday morning I can't remember Thursday morning I reckon um wait no I reckon it was Wednesday yeah I reckon it was Wednesday who fucking cares in the morning for uh Tottenham versus Barcelona in the Champions League and uh god damn it it was fun like, I, I mean, I don't normally, I'm, I'm glad that it was at 7am, it was a 7am kickoff, I think if it was 4 in the morning, I probably wouldn't have gone, because like that, I mean, yeah, that's just, that's too fucking weird of a time, that'll really fuck up your whole day, you know, going to, oh, getting up at fucking 3.30 and going into the city, but 4am, there was enough people there, ready to go to work, um, and we had, you know, we, it was such a tight game, because if you don't support football, I don't know, maybe this won't mean anything to you, but I'll try and not dwell on it too long, we were playing, and another two teams were playing at the same time, and we needed to match in the other game, Internazionale, the Italian team, we had to get the same result as them to go through to the next round of the competition, but we were playing one of the best teams in Europe, Barcelona, at their home ground, um, 
which is like a fucking 90,000 seat stadium. And there were 3,000 Spurs, no, 6,000 Spurs fans in there and fucking 84,000 Barcelona fans. It's like one of the hardest places to go and, and get a win. They haven't lost there in five years in, the, in, in European competition. Do you know what I mean? So we basically were guessing that we were going to have to win. And we went down in the seventh minute, 1-0. But then we uh, drew level in the 85th minute, five minutes before the end of time. And, uh, and Internationale drew at their home with the worst team in our group. So it was just like the most unlikely shit. And our game finished. And then their game was still going for another few minutes. And we were like, does that mean we get through? We had it on one guy's phone after everyone going crazy for our goal on the big TV in the pub. And, uh, and like, thinking we're going to get through. We thought the game was done, but some guy was like, no, it's still playing. He had it on his phone. So, like, legit 30 people crowded around one phone screen watching the end of the other game to make sure that we got through. And when we did, it was like everyone was so ready to go to work because by that point, it's, like, almost 9 in the morning. Um, and we're crowded around the phone screen. The dude, referee, blows the whistle on the other game. One all for them, one all for us. We go through. Everyone goes, yay! And then most of the people just turn their backs and go to work. Like, they're like, we're late. We need to go to work now. Um, oh, but, yeah, man. So great. There's something different as well about, like, because all of the games are in the morning in Australia, like, they're from... Most of the games, even at the weekends, they're like... The earliest a game will be is, like, 11 p.m. And they go through to, like, 4 a.m. or... Or in the week because they're played in the evening in the UK, so we get them at like seven AM kind of thing. But um yeah, with that time range, like it just I'm watching a lot of the games after I already know the score. Cause it is hard to um to not find out the score. Oh I watched one and I didn't find out the score. That was nice. But like I just, yeah, often I'll wake up, find out the score, and then go and, like, watch the game. But once you already know, it's not the same as as watching it and finding out as it unfolds, you know? And then watching it with all those other people in the pub, and you know everyone there has got up at 6 or 6.30 to go down and watch it. The atmosphere and just the willing the team on is so fucking great. Um, and that has now flushed out everyone who doesn't like football from listening to the rest of this podcast. Welcome! Welcome, football fans. Now, let's talk about the real issues. Um, what are they? <laughs> where do they? Where do they go? I want to go get a uh, trophy today. Oh, my boy. Um, I guess I can say it on this. Pete probably doesn't listen to the pod. If he does, fuck you, Pete. You ruin your own surprise. Um, we're doing a thing in Melbourne comedy this year with, uh, just a bunch of the dudes who are, um, in a group chat that I'm fucking, that I'm in. Um, basically a bunch of the, uh, the guys who like gig the most, do the most gigs in comedy, in Melbourne comedy. And, uh, we all, most of us count how many gigs we've done because we kind of had like a friendly competition to see who can do the most, except it's always Pete Jones who wins. This year he's on... Uh, 568. And if anyone from New York is listening, yeah, fuck you. We all know you do fucking 200 gigs a night. You guys are amazing. 200 fucking 30 second sets to no one. Yeah, good for you. But out here in Melbourne, really the most you can do is, um, well, Pete has worked it out to 11 a week. He's going to get 572 at least by the end of the year. And that's 11 a week, which is lunacy. Because if I do 10 a week, week I'm, I'm pumped. That's a lot. 
11 a week is that's, that's crazy many um i'm hopefully i'm on 490 at the moment so hopefully i can crack 500 for the year and i think i'm second by quite a stretch as well and then luke is on like Luca Muller is on like 420 or 30 or something like that. And then it goes down to like, you know, 350s and stuff like that. So Pete Jones, way out ahead. So a few of us have decided without telling him that we're going to start a, uh, a trophy in Melbourne comedy for the most gigs done in the year. Uh, I want to call it Pig of the Year. I reckon that's a good name because uh, we're the gig pigs. And uh, I'm going to go get that trophy today. I've got a quote for it. It's about 100 bucks. And we've got to get it engraved every year with the winner and how many gigs they did. So it's a good, it'd just be a nice thing for Pete to keep in his house every year. <laughs> um, if you don't know Peter Jones and you're listening to this, go check him out on YouTube. He's got an up late. If you look up Peter Jones up late comedy, I reckon you'll find his set. Very, very funny boy. Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that, man. I still can't believe that he's got more fucking gigs than me this year. I'm actually furious. Like, I, after I did fucking, what, 115 in the month of August in Edinburgh, and he's still, he, he didn't do nearly that many, but he's, he's still going to fucking staunch me. Ugh. There's no way to win. Um, let's talk about some music. Huh? I, um... I was at... Oh, maybe I can kind of pass this story into a previous story. Let's see. I, um... Saturday night went to, uh... Oh, what's... Friday? Oh, I was pretty hungover on Saturday because on Friday we went to a uh, a party. Actually, I told that story at the end. That's funny. You get to laugh at a child. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Saturday, I, um, I went to, uh, Beer Eye, Beer Eye with your mates, guys, um, the last podcast for the year, uh, Beer Eye with your mates, guys, that's Murphy McLaughlin's podcast, which I still can't believe he is, like, you know, continuing doing, it's a feat at this point, it started as a joke, it was just like, uh, there was an old podcast in Melbourne, like, three or four years ago, where they would think of a new podcast idea every week. And that was the podcast, and it was called Is This the Podcast? And one year they thought of a beer podcast called Beer Eye With Your Mates, guys. Um, <laughs> Queer Eye with, for the strike, you know. Yeah, you get it. You get it. And, uh, and Murphy just started doing that podcast, buying people beer every week and tasting a beer. And, um, and he's still doing it. It's been like three years, and that was his Christmas special this week, last, what, on Saturday. And uh, a bunch of people in his backyard, good times, lots of different guests on the pod. And then we went to a pub afterwards. Fuck, I love watching... Uh, I really love watching people who are drunk try and hold things and fa- try and fail to hold something that's very... Like, just... You know when someone's holding a glass and they're so drunk, you're like, I don't know if you should be drinking that. And then their hand just goes, I agree! And just drops it on the floor. <laughs> And one of our mates fucking did that at the bar. And it was so funny because he bought another dude a drink. He'd come out with two beers because there's like a card minimum. So you have to buy two beers to, to make the minimum. So he came out with two beers, gave one to one of our mates, and then kind of stood there, swayed for a second, and just dropped the other beer straight on the floor. And our mate who had been bought the beer was just, just like let out the long sigh. 
<laughs> just handed him the remaining beer and he was like, yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> you try and do one good thing and you end up dropping your beer because you're a drunk fucking coward. Oh, that was real good. Um, we played a bit of ping pong and, and hung out at the bar for a bit after the podcast. And uh, just towards the end, I heard a song that I was like, what the fuck is this? I haven't, it sounded super familiar. I hadn't heard it in ages, so I Shazammed it. Um, which, bummer, Shazam have been bought by Apple. Why did fucking... Man, and now it's not linked up to Spotify. Is it linked up to Spotify? I don't know. I just don't want things to be bought. Get your grubby little mitts off of all my favorite apps, Apple. Go away. I thought they were done with all the big like acquisitions and shit. You know, when Facebook bought Instagram and you were like, no, no, Facebook. Um, yeah, I just fucking opened my Shazam the other day and it was like, Apple has bought Shazam. And I was like, gross. I don't like you, Apple. Get away from my fucking products. Don't touch my shit. Just get away from my shit. Apple, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I still have this idea in my head that whenever, like, if you get one Apple thing, you have to get them all because they're only compatible with each other. You know, it's like one kind of friendship group, and they all just speak the same jargon. New person comes in, and they're all like, "Bleep, bleep, 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 We don't speak the same language as you. That was almost racist, but I made it about friendship groups. Thank God. Um, <laughs> one, and what is a country but just one big friendship group? Imagine if we had an Australia WhatsApp. What a nightmare that would be. Just 25 million people. <laughs> just <laughs> screaming about. What would we be screaming about? The cricket! There's the bloody cricket! This. <laughs> Every head of state should head up their own, like, you know, WhatsApp group chat. And everyone's allowed to talk. I mean, that's kind of what Reddit is. But not everyone goes on there. Like, when you buy a phone, it just comes pre-installed with, with the national WhatsApp group. <laughs> that'd be kind, that's a kind of a good idea to, like, de- uh, what's the word? Decentralize government and conversation, Right. Some people get on the WhatsApp, well, you get on the WhatsApp group and then it becomes like Reddit, but everyone is compulsorily on it. Yeah. And that's the end of that thought. There we go. Democracy solved. Next. Um, fuck, what was I talking about? Shazam. <laughs> I shazammed um, the national WhatsApp group, man. Get on it. Get on it, whoever's the fucking president right now. How funny was that for, like, fucking two weeks during the election? I don't know about you guys, but for me, I cared about politics for two weeks and was like, how dare you not know who the prime minister is? And then as soon as the election, like, the, the state election, as soon as the state election finished, I just flushed that information from my brain. And now, once again, can't remember who the prime minister is. Who is it? Scott Morrison, that's right, Scamo. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking care. I don't care. Who fucking cares? Um, so I I shazammed this song, and it was uh, "You and I" by Medina, Dead Mouse remix. And I remembered in like two thousand and nine or ten, my mate James Mepperson, um who was a DJ at an awful place called uh, Live on Light Square and also Marble Bar in Adelaide for a little while. Um, and he was releasing monthly mixtapes because I guess... Mixtapes? Mixtape. 
it was releasing mixtapes. He was releasing mixtapes for um just for a minute there for like I guess monthly for like a year. While he was taking it seriously, it was like his hobby at the time, and then he was like, you know what, I don't want to be a DJ anymore. I think I want to work in insert James Mebison's current job. Um, yeah, I don't know what he fucking does. I haven't spoken to him in years, but he had this one mixtape called Mid Year Mayhem, and me and my uh, at the time girlfriend, now good long time friend, very good friend Lucy Wood, um. Used to chuck that in a fucking car and uh, and drive around and smoke cigarettes and listen to it. And this song, You and I, by Medina, the Dead Mouse re- remix of You and I by Medina, was one of the, it was like one of the tracks in the middle. And I remember, oh man, there was like um, Wolfgang Gartner in there. There was a bunch of other songs that I don't remember the names of. Um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, what an awful blemish on the on the beautiful fucking history of music that is. They just fucking absolutely ruined. Fucking, but is it Beethoven? It's just like, how fucking awful is that? <laughs> um, but this song is not that. This song is good. You and I by Medina featuring... Uh, no, de- the de- this is how I'm supposed to be saying it. The Dead Mouse remix of You and I by Medina. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's great, man. I went to... Bl- this is the thing. People don't know about Dead Mouse. People do know about Dead Mouse, but no one remembers who he was before the whole, like, drum and bass... Oh, no, before the whole dubstep shit happened. I don't even remember what Dead Mouse's really, really big songs were, but I know that they he became real popular and everyone went like, Ugh, he has a mouse head. And it's like, yeah, all right, that sucks. But he was great, man. Before that, before that, the earliest stuff, please. Listen to the earliest stuff. It's just more authentic. Um, no, it's great. And, you like, I remember faxing Berlin. The song Faxing Berlin was like one of the first times I ever heard house music and understood it and knew what it was, you know? I remember listening to that when I worked at the pier in 2009 for all of like fucking two months before I got fired. Um, And uh, one of the dudes I worked with finding pills on the ground mid-shift and then we went back to one of the guy's houses and listened to, and I put Faxing Berlin on and the guys were like, yeah, man, good song. And I was like, oh. Yes, I know the cool music. These dudes are like two years older than me, you know? Um, and we just took pills at his mum's place and fucking listened to house music. Listened to Girl Talk. Do you remember Girl Talk? That dude who got sued for using all those samples that he wasn't allowed to use? It was great. I fucking like listened to Biggie for the first time because he had a remix of... It was like uh, Girl Talk's mashup of, of, of Juicy with Tiny Dancer by Elton John. That was fucking sick. Um... Oh man, all these memories flooding back. This is the thing. Dead Mouse was amazing before he went shit 
And you and I by Medina, that was the one for me. And Strobe as well. Strobe is like on another level. But you and I, the uh, the remix of you and I by Medina, are just like rising, those warm synth sounds. Rising sounds, driving drum beat. Like you listen to the start of the song and it's just like, and you're like, ah, this is going to suck. But then when the synth comes in, and when the other, the little like boom, 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 ah, you, you know, your heart will rise with the music. I'm fucking telling you, man. I've been listening to it all week since that. Well, three days, but you know, since I shazammed it, and I remember there's a line. I looked it up. Medina evidently was, um, or is. I don't think she's dead. Um, touch wood. Um, she's a a Danish singer and so the song was originally called like wait let me find out i wrote it down no i did not write it down oh no kunfumai yes kunfumai 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 but it's like it's, it's spelled K-U-N space F-I-R space M-I-G, but evidently M-I-G is pronounced my, and that blew my mind because it's the same sound as like you and I, like it rhymes the same. So the rhyme scheme is the same. So all of the, like it sounds kind of the same and all the, like whoever translated it did a very good job because it leaves all of the funky rhythms in because my favorite part in the track is in the chorus when it's like, um, the music is making me glow and the only thing that keeps me awake is me knowing that bit, the only thing that, ah, oh, like the way it kind of bounces off the beat, fucks my shit up, dude. It fucks my shit up. Um, oh, listening to that, hearing that in a pub, so unlikely to hear it in a pub called the Bricklayer's Arms and then fucking to Shazam it. And just have all these memories flooding back was, it's been so great. It's just been so great to just remember those beautiful times that I had with those amazing people. Some of whom are dead, some of whom have children, most of whom still live in Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) I went home, I went home and watched the football on Saturday night with that song and I just fucking threw that song on and tried to find similar songs to it. If anyone l- listen to that song, if anyone knows a song with a similar vibe from a similar era, fucking hit me up, man, please. Cuz um yeah, I've I, I I mean, I've gone on, you know, uh like Spotify radio of that song and it's just it's garbage. And I've tried to think of similar songs from that era. The only one I can think of is uh, Spencer and Hill right on time. That first beat is right on time. Is right on time. This is slowly, slowly just becoming a singing podcast every week. <laughs> Does anyone enjoy the bits where I sing? Very pertinent question right now. If you can give me one Christmas present, it's a song that sounds like You and I by Medina, remixed by Dead Mouse, but that I fucking can never say right. Or it's the knowledge and self-securedness that you enjoy the singing parts of my podcast. <laughs> you and I, you and I. I. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> um, I, um, oh, fuck.
fuck yeah, 31 minutes. Let's fucking wrap this shit up, cuz. Um, I, I was just going to fucking, I, this kind of ties into me going clubbing because I never went clubbing underage, but I remember being like that. Fuck, just the arrogance of being a young kid at a party, man. We went to this party on Friday night and, uh, I, I reckon everyone there would have been in their twenties. Um, and it was like, you know, house music, like tech house and stuff. The dude, man. The DJ played fucking legit 20 minutes of, like, garage stuff, and the dance floor filled up, and then he just started playing Tech House again, and it was like, and the dance floor just started slowly emptying, and it was like, cunt, can't you see that no one likes your fucking music? Just play what you were playing before. Why are DJs so fucking stubborn? It's a party, dude. It's not a fucking... It's not a festival, like, it's not your set. This isn't your art right now. Your art should be you entertaining the people in front of you and making them fucking dance, and you're not doing that. You're like, well, I don't want to play this. No, your music fucking sucks. Play what you were playing before. Stop being a little fucking cunt. Oh, it annoyed me so much that I was like, you've got the good music in there. He played that song, that Fatboy Slim song, um... Um, the ill behavior, you know, back once again with the renegade master, beat boy battling power to the people, back once again with the ill behavior. Such a good song. Dance floor filled up, played a few more songs with a similar gra- garagey beat, and then he just fucking went right back to playing boring, bullshit fucking psytrance and tech house that's just like, like every 10 minutes it goes like, and everyone goes, oh, except no one does, because no one fucking cares. No one likes your music, cunt. Get the fuck out. Let me just put on my Spotify playlist. It'll be better than you, cunt. Ugh. Fucking shit DJs at parties thinking they're good. No one came here to see you. We came here to take drugs and fuck each other. Get over yourself. Fuck, I hate shit DJs. Of which all of them are. Every single DJ ever is shit. Except Dead Mouse. Greatest of all time. <laughs> He's the greatest of all time. <laughs> but we were fucking at this party. And uh, some kid came up to us with, you know, the fucking bum bag over the shoulder. One shoulder and then under the arm move. So it's like diagonal bag. He came over rocking his fucking diagonal bag. And he was just like, oh, you boys want your ketamine? And we were just like, oh, nah, like, pretty broke, man. Don't worry about it. And he's like, yeah, nah, you boys having a good night, though? Yeah. It was pretty cool, hey? Had that fucking, like, that, like, goobery, that light in his eyes, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty cool, man. Like, let me, let me demonstrate to you how fucking cool I am. Boys, how you boys doing? Yeah, we're hanging out. That kind of shit. And um, we're just like, yeah, we're doing all right, man. He's he's like, how old are you boys? How old are you boys, man? How old are you boys? Huh? I'm like, 27. Blake goes, I'm 23. And he's like, oh, yeah, how old do you reckon I am? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, like fucking 20, 19 or something. He goes, oh, man, 17. And I'm just like, you know, that's not dope, right? Like, you know, that sucks. <laughs> like... The pride of, like, a young kid at a party who thinks... This kid clearly thought that he was... Like, him being 17 made him cool, you know? 
because he was like, look at me, I'm 17 and I'm already hanging out at a cool party like this. It's like it's like a kid who learns to read early and his parents are real proud of him. This kid thinks that he's at a party early so everyone else should be excited for him because he's like socially advanced or something like that. And it's like, no, dude, you're not socially advanced. You're just a fucking cunt at a party. You're, you're incorrect. You think that going to parties instantly makes you cool. Going to parties doesn't make you cool. It's fucking being fun and having fun at parties and not getting people to guess how old you are. That's, that's what makes you fucking cool, idiot. Going up to random people and getting them to guess how fucking old you are so you can tell them you're 17 and then be like, what, are we going to high-five you, dude? Fuck off. Get the fuck... I want you to leave the party now. I'm a... Guess what? I'm a cop. You're selling ketamine. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Ugh. 17-year-olds at parties. Why am I in a bad mood? I hated the DJ. I hated the 17-year-old. Um, whatever. The party was good. <laughs> I remember, like, it reminded me of, um... When I... I worked at, at fucking this nightclub when I was 18 in Adelaide, but, like... All, a lot of my mates were 17 and they were going there and then I remember a few of them like on their 18th birthdays going up to the bouncer and uh, and showing him their ID and being like, yeah, sucked in Lee, you've been letting me in here every week for six months and I'm fucking, I just turned 18. <laughs> and like at the time we all thought that was so funny, but now the worst, the worst cunts. Fuck me. I guess I've been nostalgic for that. This Oh, yeah, actually, I'm going to finish on that. I fi- oh, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. That, I think that's it. I've just been thinking a lot about me. Again, this week. That's 54 weeks in a row. <laughs> if you're a 17-year-old kid and you're listening to this, turn it off. You're not allowed. That's the end. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening, man. It's been Aiden Taco Jones. You've been listening to Sitting Under a Tree next week, Christmas edition. See you then. Peace.